so Amy. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny because I – we see – we'll see Amy a lot before – several times before the end of the series. Yeah. And I'd forgotten what exactly happened in this episode. Like – Yeah. There was a turn that I expected to happen at the end that didn't happen. I was like, oh, I guess that happens next Later. season. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, okay. But I, I kind of like her. I like Amy. We don't see that much Amy in this episode. No. We think we see Amy. Yeah. But we... then it's all it's all a trick. But yeah. the parts of her that we see, I like. Yeah. Because, I mean, she's very relatable. Oh, totally. Though she – does and I feel like I always talk about fashion on this show, and I'm not mm. that much of a clothes horse. I just her outfit. Okay, the, the like, <laughs> she like when her, she's back when she's herself, herself, her peace sign shirt oh with my like God with the tie dye, yeah. and then those pants, those printed pants. Yeah, and it was like it's all like just hanging. Yeah, it was like I mean I guess she used to be maybe these were her clothes when she was a bigger girl yeah. before her mom started starving her with right? broth. And was it that her mom or was it her mom gave herself broth? Yes, I think that is what was happening, but it's also like she got dieted by being possessed, which I guess is yeah. one way to do it. I mean, she didn't have to suffer any of the – she got to still eat brownies. Welcome to episode two of Hellmouthy. I'm one of your co-hosts, Kelly Nugent. And I'm your other co-host, Brian Mogi. Okay, so um, we start off with which – Right. Yes. So episode three, which, um, which we are, <laughs> which, 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 which. <laughs> you've been uh, planning I, that all I, day. I hated myself when I said that. That wasn't me. I'm sorry. Um, oh, that's our other co-host, uh, <laughs> Melly Mugent. <laughs> <laughs> Melly Mugent. Oh God, she's out of control today. Um, I had a couple of thoughts. I actually wrote right on the top. And this is just like a dumb trivia thing, but uh-huh. doesn't Giles do like the VO at the beginning where it's like one slayer? I you thought know, doesn't so. he do that later? Yeah, he does. I think he must Ooh. do it later. Or I'm a crazy person because I thought he did it. And third yeah. episode in a row where I was like, Who's this young Who's man? This, this American man? Unless it's like a DVD. No, no, I don't. Because I remember <laughs> now. Like, I feel like a bad Buffy fan because I'm like. Yeah, no. If you had asked me before we started this rewatch who does that voiceover, I would have said it was Giles. Always. It's always Giles. I think – no, I think he does later. Okay. I – for sure in like season six and seven he does. But I think that era of Mm -hmm. like that man is like the Buffy font era. Yeah. The early Buffy font era. It's also funny. It reminds me of a voiceover from like Tales of the Crypt. Yes. Like it's just – it's so Fox from the Mm -hmm. early – but I don't know what years those were. Like the late like 90s. late nineties, early mm-hmm. odds. Yeah, it's just very cheesy. Yeah, yeah, and th- like there's something with like the echo that they use or something with that. It sounds almost like a Vincent Price voiceover. Like yeah, it's, and but not, modern. Not yeah, but like a modern Vincent Price in the like most like Mountain Dew extreme yes. way. Like <laughs> oh my god, yes. Yeah, I, I picture that guy to have like frosted tips or something. Oh, he absolutely has and He's wearing tips. like one of those chain chain necklaces. <laughs> <laughs> so exciting in which Buffy wants to be a cheerleader. She does want to be a cheerleader. Um and she wears that skirt. Yeah. Two tryouts. Okay, um, thoughts. <laughs> I was like, why why does she already have that outfit? And also Amy know. does, but maybe that's yeah. her mom's. Maybe, but it's all, it's weird to me because when yes. you go, we go to the gym, we see a bunch of people in workout gear, yes. athletic clothes. Cordelia is wearing a cute little crop top oh, bra, yeah. sports bra thing and pants. Like 
That's what a, I would assume all cheerleader tryouts yeah. are like. No. I you feel don't like show up at basketball tryouts in the, in the uniform. uniform. Oh, my That's God. That's crazy. It's so embarrassing. Like, looking back, I'm like, Buffy, Amy, you guys are so thirsty because, like, you're yeah. already wearing – and everyone sees you and you – maybe that's why you're alternates. Ooh. And honestly, now, like as soon as I said that, I was thinking about – like I I used to do AAU basketball and I played basketball in high school. And there were sometimes people at tryouts would wear – not like the high school uniform, but they would wear a matching top and bottom. Oh. And it would – you were either the best person on the on the court mm-hmm. or you were trying you – were, you were thirsty. So it was like – and I I would wear, you know – a cool, a cool uh, branded T-shirt. Yeah, with appropriate shorts. Yeah, and socks tucked under, so you couldn't tell I had socks on. <laughs> I had a look. <laughs> you, that was, but I had a look. <laughs> <laughs> but I fit in with everyone. Um, yeah, no, it, everyone, like yeah. it's weird to wear the uniform. I mean, especially because, especially Buffy is not. She's more wearing like a cheerleader costume. Yeah, because it's not a uniform. No, it's a it's a varsity sweater, mm-hmm. which. Cheerleaders wore in the sixties. Yeah, are they ever wearing like when they're cut to like the 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 later scene when like Amy's yeah. like on the court? Is she wearing a sweater? Are they wearing? Sweaters? I think they're wearing those. Um, or those like vesty type. I think they're tops? like the. I think it's a sleeveless top, which makes sense because it's uh, it's basketball season, right? And so, so you're they're in spring. inside. I feel like in the in football season, I think that's when long oh, sleeves and sweaters because right, you, right. you need them. Okay, but I gotta say, Buffy looked adorable. She looked great. She looked so cute. I, I was like out loud being like, aw, every time she did something because <laughs> mm-hmm. she was very cute. Uh, I also uh, liked the dynamic because the, the show gives us like a fake out open, which the show is wont to do, yeah. kind of ironic segues and yeah. those kind of things with Giles forbidding uh, Buffy from joining the cult that she is yeah. interested yeah. in. And of course, it's the cult of cheerleaders. But I loved – this is my first note was – when she says to him, you'll be stopping me, how? Oh. Which I feel like is so emblematic of their yes. whole relationship. Yes. <laughs> From now until the end of the series. Yeah. I, I actually I wrote that I wrote that kind of thing down too, where I was like, we see that she pretty much doesn't ever listen to Giles. No. Because she doesn't. And he always has like pretty wise advice. Absolutely. Usually, and she never listens. Mm-mm. I mean, she respects him. Yes. She takes into, into consideration. Yes. But she's never even from now, which as we will find, she becomes like this amazing leader slayer queen. Mm-hmm. But right now, she is a 16-year-old with a year of experience yeah. being the slayer. And he's been training his whole adult life to yeah. help her. And she she's going to do what she wants to do. Yeah. I mean, because she is a 16-year-old girl. That's part of it. Um, okay. I wrote Xander is gross. <laughs> okay. Xander is gross for two episodes in a row. Like, yes. It's funny because I – I don't love Xander, especially early Xander. And I think that the first, the pilot and the and the second half of it, I was like, oh, maybe, maybe I'm gonna like Xander more this time around. Maybe he wasn't so ridiculous and awful, but he's mm-hmm. kind of awful. When he gives her that bracelet, I was like, okay, first of all, bold gift, very bold, but not you. I feel like that is how boys who don't know what the fuck they're doing deal with girls. Yeah. Like I'll get you this like In middle school and high school. I feel like I received weird gifts from guys who I wasn't dating just like as a token. Yeah. And these are the same people who maybe like couldn't 
have a conversation with me. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think that's a thing that that men of a certain level of maturity do, or boys. But but it's still way awkward. Also, like, Buffy has no clue still. She or has, she's like feigning ignorance, I think. I think she's feigning ignorance. I think that she sees him co- so as a non-sexual entity. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like she is just – it's hard because I am so far past the time where I think it's like romantic to pine for someone who doesn't know you exist. Yeah. Like even Willow – like I used to ship Willow Xander just so Willow would be happy. Yeah. But in this rewatch, I'm like – Oh, Willow, just you're better than this. Yeah, Yeah. it's you got great loves ahead of you. (laughs) Way better than this shit. Because his idea that all he needs to be is honest about his feelings, and that is how he has a chance. Yeah, I guess I empathize. It's sad. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, because I was I was feeling like a divide within myself Mm -hmm. watching this. Because on the one hand, I was like, okay, this is like. What is he – he refers to – I mean maybe this is jumping ahead. He refers to himself right at the beginning of Teacher's Pet. Mm-hmm. He's talking about um, how he feels uh, ignored or he feels like un- invis- unnoticed, yes. invisible. So like the invisible boy syndrome mm-hmm. is like I feel like the predecessor to what we now call the friend zone. Sure. And it it's very like, well, if I just do A, B, and C, why doesn't she love me? Mm-hmm. And the problem with that is like, yeah, I mean, that really sucks that you really care for someone and you have feelings for them and they don't like you back or you, they don't think, right. think of you in that way, which is like I, I found myself feeling for Willow and being like, mm-hmm. oh, man. But at the same time, I don't want them to get together because of that. And I don't mm-hmm. want Xander and Buffy to get together because he likes her. Right. He doesn't you know? earn her by liking her. Yeah. I think that that's one of those things – and it's we are coming at this with like full hindsight. Yes. We know we yeah. know how all of this plays out. Yeah. We know who's gonna kiss who by yeah. the end of the season. Yeah. Like we know what's up. So it's hard to have an open mind about that kind of thing. But and again, maybe this is just where I am as an adult. But if you are close friends with someone that you're very attracted to, and they aren't with you, that's probably because they don't want to be with you. Yeah. No, like they could be with you if they wanted to. Yeah, like, they like Buffy as a person. could have Xander any second yeah. she wanted. Just like Xander could have Willow. Yeah, if he gave her a, the right kind of look at the right time, she'd be done. He'd be in. Yeah, and oh, that sounded like I was saying yeah. sex, no. but I didn't mean that. I mean maybe. <laughs> um, but his virginity really gets him in trouble in the next episode. But yes, he doesn't have a chance. No, and he never did. No, I mean he was doomed from the start. Um. <sighs> Because, I mean, I remember her, like, meeting him for the first time, and she, yeah. like, looked amused. Like, yep. oh, huh. You and know. he was acting like a goofball. He was. And she has very little – and, again, we have hindsight, but we know everyone she dates before she's 22 or whatever. Yeah. She does not have a lot of interesting goofballs. No, she doesn't. Goofballs she are not her speed. She – no. She doesn't have time for goofballs. Yeah. Not at all. Like, and maybe – who knows? Maybe – in the all, the future of Buffy, season 35 in the graphic novel, <laughs> she will find a goofball and settle down and that's going to be her future. But like teenage Buffy is not interested in a goofy dude. No, she's not. But you know what she is interested in? What? Having a troll topper on her pencil that I want oh my God. so bad. <laughs> yes. I love that thing. That made I love me so that happy. Uh, all of her like accoutrement is like mm-hmm. adorable. Well, and it's funny because – now, I was about to say it, but maybe I'm wrong. Is this before or after Clueless came out? 
Oh, um, okay. So this was in 1998. Okay, and Clueless came out in 95. So it, I, I think that the show is very heavily informed by Clueless. It feels yes, yeah. it feels of the same, uh, the elements that are the lighter elements. Yeah, not obviously not the darker uh, parts where witches possess their daughters. <laughs> but. Oh, I found it interesting that like so this is the first time Buffy's encountering. Anything other than a va- vampire. Yes. In the like otherworldly sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's interesting because she's like shocked that these other things exist. Mm-hmm. And Giles is very excited because, yes. because uh, you know, he loves like researching and shit. So. He really does. And, and he performs that spell so well. And then claims oh it's the first spell he's ever done, which. Oh, yeah. I was yeah. like mm, questionable. Questionable. But he, he believes it when he says it because okay. that probably was true. Within yeah, that version of of him, <laughs> of him. Okay. Oh my god, this is. I am like really dating myself, but when he was like rolling up his sleeves to like put his oh hands my in the god, boiling you're water, having a Giles I thing into Giles. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I never thought that would be me, but he Here you are. I think it's because when he's like putting his hands in the boiling shit, mm-hmm. he reminded me a lot of Rutger Hauer in Blade Runner. Yes, and I think that's because like. You know, when like Pris like grabs the egg, mm-hmm. I don't like maybe that imagery is like really heavy with me. And he also kind of had that like look, like his hair was like blown back and like <laughs> he, it looked like okay, he's an attractive egg. Englishman, yeah, who listen. wears glasses and kind of dresses like a modern day hipster. I get it, yeah, yeah, I'm I get it. I'm still on board with yeah. Giles. I'm still enjoying Angel. I'm, I oh, he's great. He's not in the witch episode, no, right? he's okay. not. No, Angel. so I, I'll hold off, we'll my, hold off my Angel feelings. Um, as hard as I, like it is to do that, um, I did like even if it was a little like writerly and pat the parallels between Xander telling Willem you're just like a guy, yes. and then uh, Buffy telling Xander you're just like one of the girls. Yes, I I agree, and the like the part where Xander is like complaining mm-hmm. that he feels very ignored and that like um. And he's he's like complaining about this to the person that feels that about him, mm-hmm. um, and I I feel like that just like shows how self minded Xander mm-hmm. is. Like because Willow would never be like if we put if we put Willow there, yeah, in his position, she would never be that like blind to someone else. Like she would never be that empathy or lack that empathy right. for someone else. But like. Xander is so like on a one track mind to mm-hmm. like just complain about himself and like mm-hmm. I just feel like he this might be giving it away but I mean he like every day is the zeppo too yes Xander he's the center of his own of his world and it's a very romanticized notion of himself as well I think that's true and I think that he sees he thinks that he's on the uh teen drama on the WB where the guy pines for the girl and then he, in an ultimate moment, expresses his feelings for her and then they kiss in the rain and it's, like, really romantic. But mm. what he doesn't know is he is, like, such a sidekick. Yes. He's <laughs> such a sidekick. Well, yeah, and we see that when um, after Buffy and um, Amy, mm-hmm. like, defeat Amy's mom. Yes. And, like, he runs in and he's, like, trying to save Buffy. And right. then Willow is so adorable. She, like, comes in with that bat. Uh-huh. So cute. And honestly, I would choose Willow to defend me. Oh, totally. Over Xander. He's, totally. He's ineffectual. No, all he does is like get choked and stuff. Now I feel like this is the Xander hate hour and I don't hate him. I don't hate Xander. No, there are moments where I do like him and I thought he looked good 
in yeah, I in forgot the bug one. how handsome he was. Not that he's less handsome as he gets older, just like and like he like looks tired all the time. He looks tired, but right now I'm just like, oh yeah, yeah. like okay, yeah. I'm like, I well, mean, I'm not like you are for Giles, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah I'm I, oh, I'm head over heels for Giles. Oh my god! Uh, if ever I don't know, someday he's playing guitar and singing. Oh my god! <laughs> Whoa! Watch out! Watch out! Okay, can we talk? Because the last two episodes were all vampires all the time, and there were a few gross out things. But the witch did some creepy yeah. shit. She starts by setting someone's hands on fire. Would yeah. you think? Oh, how are you going to top that? I don't know, by taking away Cordelia's eyes. Yeah. Yeah, and then, like, sewing that woman's mm. mouth shut. And, like, who knew Barbies could be used for witchcraft? <laughs> I didn't know. But, like, did you see that one Barbie that she, like, had burned the mouth off of? I was like, what the fuck? It's so messed up. Like, can you imagine just the physicality of feeling – of losing your mouth? Yeah. Terrifying. It's horrible. Horrifying. It's horrible. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it would be really that yeah no she she does some like she's pretty messed up i mean and and also just like when you th- like she's like trying to steal her daughter's life mm-hmm. um speaking of moms yes there's joy, a lot of joy stuff in this joyce is getting her tribal arts display she is with her fertility god <laughs> yeah um who impressed buffy yes much. jeepers mm-hmm. <laughs> um so, you know how, like, Buffy's like, oh, well, you know, Amy and her mom practice together three hours a day mm-hmm. and is disappointed when Joyce is like, oh, sounds like she doesn't have much to do. Yeah. I was like, poor Buffy, but also Joyce is kind of right. Because, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I mean, this obviously this woman is, like, trying to take over her daughter's right. life. And I think, I mean, obviously Buffy wants something in the middle. Maybe. Right. But she's also, I think that the episode also shows how mercurial she is. Yes. Because she wants her mom to be plugged into everything about her life, but she doesn't want her mom to ask her a bunch of questions. Right. She doesn't want her mom to pry. I mean, she has built a relationship with her mom where her mom doesn't know that she's a vampire slayer. Yeah. So you want your mom to know what you're you're trying out for, but you are going to keep the biggest part of your life. Like, I think that Buffy grows to appreciate Joyce by the end of the episode. Yes. Or in in a different way. Yeah. Joyce is kind of set up to to fail by Buffy. I feel like Buffy sets her up. Yeah. Well, because, like, it's true. Like, and I, I think that actually, like, rings true of teenagers, too, where mm-hmm. they're like, I want you to appreciate me for, like, the things that I consider myself to be doing well. Right. But, like, I don't want this judgment from you about how I'm choosing to live my life because I am a fully grown 16-year-old. <laughs> and so, like, I think that kind of shows – the state of what teenagers want from their parents. Oh, absolutely. I was definitely like that with my mom when I was a kid. Like, mm. or not a kid, a teenager and a middle schooler where like, you don't understand me. You d- stay away. But then also, uh, whenever I need you, you better be right where I want you and show up to all my games or whatever stupid things. Like, it's got to be hard to raise, to raise a teenage girl. Absolutely. And I think Joyce is kind of showing that she does understand that it is hard to be a teenage girl Mm -hmm. because when Buffy asks her, like, would you want to be 16 again? And she's like, no. (laughs) I mean, I think it does show Joyce's empathy for her despite not being able to understand her daughter. Right. Which is not Buffy's fault, but Buffy has created that. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, by She's compounded it by making – yeah. I have a very – my mom raised me where, like, the most important thing is – 
uh, honesty mm-hmm. and like openness. So like even over like feelings or anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so which can cause trouble sometimes. Yeah. Um, but like I can't imagine burning down my gym and not having to give a very specific honest answer to my mother about why. Oh, like yeah. my mom would never let that go. She's no. she's too curious. We call it, used to call her Sherlock mom. Yeah. She would investigate until she found out. Like there's no way I would get away with doing something because the shit that I did do, I would eventually have to be like, this is what I was thinking. These are the other people who are in the room. Yeah. Like this is what's going on. Like I can't imagine burning down my gym and then my, or burning down my school and my mom being like, okay, well that was tough, but yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll do better. No way. There would be full debrief. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and she should be curious. Like I, it, I mean, we talked about this last time, but like I, I still am shocked that Joyce is just like, I guess I'll just never understand you. But it's like, you should want to. Mm-hmm. She almost has that Sunnydale thing of like, yes. oh, this is crazy, but I'm going to have amnesia about it. And then when the next horrible thing happens, I'll act surprised. Yes. It's like, that totally like willful ignorance. But it was seeing the Joyce arc just made me want to watch all the Joyce episodes. Uh, I know. I adore I know. her. I really love her. Um, when when they're like – when the girls are waiting to audition mm-hmm. and um, Buffy's talking to Amy and Amy's mm-hmm. like – Amy slash her mom. Yeah. Is like talking about how great her mom is and all this. I'm like, okay, red flag. No teenage <laughs> girl talks like that. And like no one's like, my mom might be hard on me, but she's pretty great. Who – no, no, no. Te- like already, I mean, unless you're like run, you're in a pageant. Okay, yeah. Maybe if you are, you're speaking to in your Miley Cyrus or something, and you're speaking to the press. Yeah. Like if you have an ulterior motive to make some shit up. Yeah. Sure, but I don't know why I picked Miley Cyrus, but yeah. <laughs> when she was Hannah Montana, guys, go back in time. There was a time <laughs> where she pretended to be very wholesome. Yes. Um, I swear. <laughs> don't fact check. Don't worry about it. Um. It's weird. It's also I had sort of forgotten when the switch happened when I was rewatching yeah, the episode. Yeah. So like I when she's first time, I was like, oh, that's weird because her mom's a crazy person. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, it's weird that she says that all these things. And it's like, oh no, this isn't Amy. Mm-hmm. We haven't met Amy yet. This yeah. is uh evil mom. Evil mom. Oh God, she's so evil. Why, why did I write that? <laughs> what does it say? I just wrote, wow, no, not yet. Oh, when Joyce says that to Buffy, when she when Buffy's like, I'm not in trouble, and she's like, no, not yet. I was like, whoa, way to be fatalistic. Joyce. Yes, but, but also, also true. Oh, my God. And I feel like sometimes moms say things because here's the thing. When you are 16, you're like – you've got adult – Cognitive abilities sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I feel like sometimes your parents will talk to you honestly, mm-hmm. like like a person who can handle it. Yeah. And I think that's – I think Joyce was just saying what she was thinking. Yeah. Because I think she does expect Buffy to fuck up again. As she should. Yeah. Well, I mean – She's gonna. She's going to. We, we will I see. I mean, like I said, we know everything that's going to happen. Oh, and then I wrote in all caps, is she wearing that bracelet? Because <laughs> Buffy, don't wear the bracelet. Okay, so I think that we're now getting to the real thing because we just called out Xander sort of in like a, a little bit of a bleak way for the way he treats Willow, that he's yes. so oblivious to Willow. The question then is, is Buffy that oblivious? I don't 
I mean, I think she's 100% not attracted to Xander, doesn't want to date him, has no intention of ever dating him, doesn't think of him that way, and doesn't like thinking about him thinking about her that way. No, yeah. I don't think – I honestly – I don't know what is going on in her mind with that Mm -hmm. because, like, Buffy is a smart girl. I don't see her just being like, oh, oh, yeah, if that sounds – what is it? Yours always? Oh. Like an yeah. identity bracelet that says okay, yours he always? he did tell her that All that's of them the are like that. <laughs> Come on. You got that engraved at Claire's. He did. He absolutely did. But when she's drunk, and I think very honest when she's drunk, she yeah. almost calls her mom, tells her mom she's a vampire slayer. Yes. Which, okay, Joyce, open your ears. Yeah. That, Come on. We've only, I've only seen three episodes, and she's already slipped like three times yep. in front of you saying, ha- put all the little words she yeah. almost says together. You're going to figure out what's going on. Um, so, but she seems very honest in that space and she doesn't say, Xander, I know you're in love with me, but it's never going to happen. I'm sorry that that's true. I'm glad we're still friends. Mm-hmm. She says like, oh, you're my sweet friend. He's like a girl and you give me yeah. presents like a bracelet. Like, I don't know. Maybe she honestly just doesn't see it yet. 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 Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> um, Oh, <laughs> I wrote down when – because you know when uh, Cordelia like approaches uh, Amy and she's mm-hmm. like, you know, fuck you. I'm like, I want to be on yeah. the cheerleading squad. And she like walks away. She like throws her – what is that? Is that a, It's like a lace headband? What is that? I was like, <laughs> I is that a know. thong? What is she holding? <laughs> so, but she's like whirling it around on her hand and then she <laughs> throws it in a locker and slams the locker door. But the locker door bounces back open. I love it. I was like, oh, that's pretty embarrassing. <laughs> like, like, you should like think about what you did. Yeah. I also like that we already – it's only the third episode and we have the second instance of Cordelia in peril. Yes, she's constantly in peril. And it humanizes her in a way. Yes, I think so. Like, I was worried about her when she got into that driver's ed car. Oh, and when she was actually, like, very scared and saying, like, I can't see anything, yeah. something's wrong. Like, I was like, oh, poor poor Cordelia. Yeah. There are two main, like, yes. things that happen a lot in, in the show, and mm-hmm. we have yet to see Ch- Giles get bonked on the head, but... That hasn't happened yet. It, it will. will. <laughs> and then it's going to happen a bunch more yeah. times. <laughs> um, oh, God. Yeah. When when Joyce is talking to Buffy and then like Buffy storms off and then – and they're talking about cheerleading. Or, oh, it's mm-hmm. like uh, Buffy has just not made it on the cheerleading squad. Yes. And she's like, do your book. When Buffy storms off and Joyce just says to herself, uh-huh. shaky on the dismount, I was like, <laughs> are you serious? You're making a cheerleading pun just to yourself in your kitchen? No, Joyce. <laughs> that was like such such a like writerly moment. It was. Though it's also, I think, goes to something that to me is very core to Joyce throughout the series is that I think she's really lonely. She's lonely I think and she clever. wishes – yeah, she's lonely and clever. I think she wishes someone else was in that kitchen. She does. I mean later I guess she'll remember someone else was in the kitchen. But like yeah. right now, no one else in the kitchen. She wants someone to laugh at her dumb joke. Yeah. And Buffy's not going to do it because no. Buffy's off slaying vampires. Yeah. I think it's very sad that she tells jokes. I mean, it is writerly. And I'm glad that we're calling out all of the like, uh, uh, come on, guys, (laughs) moments. But it's also, she's just, she doesn't have anybody to listen to her little joke. They are both like, she and Buffy are very absentee to each other. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think like Buffy, we were touching on this before, but it's like clicking for me now. Yeah. That like Buffy sees her mom as like someone that is supposed to be there more and feels betrayed because her mom isn't. Mm -hmm. But she is just as absentee to her mother and like isn't there to hear her mom's joke. Yep. um, Because she's off living this secret life. Yep. Um, 
So it's kind of interesting. That is interesting. I think it's I think it's really true to how people look at their parents because yeah. you want them to both be human and empathetic to you, but you also want them to be superhuman and perfect, f- perfect, and do yeah. all fulfill all of those things, um, even if you know that. Real people can't live up to those ideals. Absolutely. I mean, I recently my, – my relationship with my mom is not great. Mm-hmm. Um, but like a big thing that helped me, I guess, forgive her for mm-hmm. like my – like things about my childhood my childhood that I didn't like. Sure. Um, was that like I was expecting her to be perfect. And I like talked to her about this and I was yeah. like, I, I shouldn't have expected you to be perfect. Like you – are a person like we are all Joyce, right? You know, <laughs> so we are all Joyce. We're all Joyce, and we're all Buffy. So it's like, yeah, you have to understand, I guess. That, and this is certainly not something that Buffy's understanding now. No, but we do have to understand that our parents are people, and just like us, mm-hmm. ha- don't know everything all the time, right? And will make mistakes. Totally. I mean, Joyce does. Sure, she's. Oh God, she makes a mistake. <laughs> In one of the worst episodes of the series. <laughs> With one of the most beloved actors yeah. of the time. Wow, what a we, strange story. I know. It's so weird. It's a weird – because mm. I every time I forget how bad that episode is and then I get excited to see him and then – It's bad. It's bad. I mean it's surrounded by some good stuff. Yeah. And we'll get to it. This is a season away, yeah. guys. Don't we worry. Got, we Don't got worry. Time. Um, though I will say – and I was trying to think about it and I think there are, there are some other ones that are really good just desserts – <laughs> but having Amy's mom trapped in that trophy forever yeah. and have no one know that she's there. So yeah. no one's going to pay her attention. No one's trying to get her out. And she's just in that trophy for the rest of time. And also, amazing. yeah, that it's perfect. Also because what she wants is to be 16 forever. Yep. And now she yeah, is. Now she is. She's 16 forever. People will look at her. Yeah. People will look at her and they'll admire her in that mm-hmm. glass box. She gets to be on that pedestal. Absolutely. But at what price? At what price? <laughs> Your daughter's going to eat so many brownies. Yes. You know what would have been fun? And you can't do this because it's a TV show and not like a cartoon. If the next time we saw Amy, she had like 60 more pounds on her. Yeah. And just like was living life and happy. The thing like, is. just like, yeah, yeah this the, is who I am now. The problem is like she doesn't ever really do that because we do see her we later. We do see her later. And she's the same. Yes. I think. I mean, she looks pretty I the don't same. know – and I'll, I'll, now that I'm thinking about it, I probably will pay more attention next time we see her. But I don't know if the junk food brownie part of her character carries on so strongly I don't think throughout. It does. I, I think that that kind of gets lost, which is fine because really, who knows? Maybe the brownies were really just something she needed yeah. when she was dealing with her mom. Yeah. It was her own rebellion and escape. Yeah, you know, take away the take away the exacerbating thing. And there you go. I think we just solved it. I think we did just solve it. All right. That was the witch. <laughs> yeah. No, we, we can't talk about the witch anymore. I mean, we we can always talk about the witch because it is the first creature of the week episode that we get. And I think it's a great example. I think yes. if I was making someone watch Buffy, which I've done mm-hmm. many a time. That's why. They've got to get through the witch before they can have any opinions that I'm going to listen to. Yeah. I mean, I will listen, yeah. but I will silently be like, all right, let's just – Let's just let it go. Yeah. But once you've seen this episode, I feel like you have a taste. Yeah, we're away from the like mythology episodes and we're now with these just like one right. dunners. And if you if you're not engaged by people's hands on fire yeah. and eyeballs rolling in their heads and mouths zipped yeah. up or mothers living through their daughters, 
then maybe then what can make you happy yeah exactly you're not gonna be ever be happy (laughs) (laughs) i'll make you watch hush before you go to sleep and that's it no i would never do that to someone um just one last quick note about the witch Mm -hmm. why 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 don't their driver's ed cars have the brakes on the passenger side i don't know why and did you take driver's ed at school Interesting fact. Um, yes. When I first started at my high school, uh-huh. they offered it and they, they did, but they stopped like once I became of the age where you okay. could take it, they didn't have it anymore. Okay. Because in movies, and I feel like they're almost all these movies that I'm thinking of take place in California. So maybe it's a California thing. In movies, it's at school and there's a person in the back seat. Okay, that's weird. Where you have to share with yeah, other which people. It happens. It was in the movie Valley Girl. Yeah, it was yeah. In this like it's and maybe it's just for movies, but like you don't need a person in the back seat. No, I. You know what I think it is though, because they did do that at my school. Okay. Where you had to share. It was because they didn't have enough cars. Okay, so they would just like so one you could person learn would drive. By riding. Well, it's just like oh, I guess I don't know why you have to be in there. Yeah, you could be in the study hall. Maybe. Oh, you know what? Um, a lot. Maybe there aren't enough teachers. So it's like okay. someone needs to watch them. So just like come in the car. Here's the thing. And <laughs> I'm sure that's true. And I'm sure that it works very well in the places where it actually happens. Mm-hmm. But almost 100% of the time in movies and TV when there's someone in the backseat, the driving is very reckless. Yeah, it is. Very bad. Every example, like Encino Man, they go yeah. to a bar yeah. in the wrong side yeah. of town, which – I don't know. I was like, can we do Encino Man? But no, it's not related. <laughs> but it's amazing. You and I should just watch it sometime. Okay. Um, but like every time this happens, there's some kind of accident. Yeah. At yeah. least in, in movies. So get the t- take the people out. It's dangerous. Yeah. Now only two people are at risk. Exactly. And one of them is the troublemaker. Is the troublemaker. <laughs> so they kind of, you know what? Never mind. They deserve it. Okay. Um, okay. So should we move on to – All right. Yeah. Though I could talk about Driver's Ed. Okay. Forever. Also just really cute. How cute yeah. is Buffy singing Macho Man? So, so cute. cute. I wish sometimes that she had more mo- – I know she was on like a weird uh, magic drug yeah. witch potion. I wish she had more times where she could – felt like she could be silly in her life. Yeah. And that it kind of made me sad and it made me sad for Joyce that she doesn't get to see her daughter be like that because her daughter is full of angst. Yeah. And also like it's moments like that that you're like, oh, I'm going to miss this Buffy. Yeah. Later. Things get, things get way dark. We just saw a woman swap bodies with her daughter and they get trapped in a statue. And I'm telling you, this is one of the lighter things that yes. is going to happen yes, in the definitely. history of the show. <sighs> Which brings us to Teacher's Pet. Teacher's Pet. Um, and a teacher who actually invests in Buffy and thinks yeah. that she can be something, not because she's a vampire slayer or because anything else, but because he really sees potential in her. And then he's murdered. R.I.P. R.I.P. Dr. Gregory. Dr. Gregory. Why does – okay, so he's a high school teacher, but he has a lab coat that's embroidered with Dr. Gregory. I think that he – okay. So let's, should we make up like a fan theory of how this happened? I think someone – I think it was like a gag gift that someone gave him. Okay. And he was like, I'm going to I'm gonna wear it. I'll wear it to school. The yeah. kids will get a kick out of it. Exactly. Or maybe he mentored another student like he tried to mentor Buffy and that person became a doctor mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then – Came back and gave him a embroidered lab, lab coat, or yeah. maybe he just maybe he's just like, hey, I got my PhD. I want the kids <laughs> to remember what to call me. <laughs> yeah, that could be true. Yeah, they could go either way. He's either like fun loving and like light hearted, yeah. or like very serious about yeah. it. Yeah, but I did like him. I thought he, yeah, he he didn't have a lot of screen time. No, but he made use of what he had. I liked that he 
the old saw of people answering questions from behind the back and doing sign language is a little cheesy, right? Like that's a little Wait, when Willow about? when uh, he oh, asks at the very beginning, yeah. and Willow yeah, yeah, is yeah. like smell like she's signing the, the things, and he, yeah. yeah, and she doesn't get it. That's pretty cheesy. But I like that the teacher wasn't looking but knew exactly what was happening and who was doing it. Isn't that interesting? He, like, could see through the back of his head. Yeah. But the teach the sub turns her head all the way around. <gasps> interesting. I mean, I, I don't know how much yeah. relevance that has. But it's but like – but he is just a really good teacher and she uh, is a monster. She's a bug. Both yeah. literally and – Metaphorically, yes. Because even if you take out the part where she puts everyone in the dungeon, she does the predatoriness something. of her. She's horrible. Okay, when she gave Xander that martini, <laughs> okay. I was like, "What the fuck?" And when she's like, "Should I change?" I was like, "You are so." I mean, I get it. She's supposed to be a predator. I get that, right? But also, Xander, I think, went there to sleep with her, yes. which is weird and gross. Yes. No, Xander's not like weird. If I. It's well, weird. Was, yeah, no. Okay, I get it. He was like pheromone, whatever. Oh, yeah, that's right. But like, God, so gross. So gross. It's also funny that because everyone knows if you're trying to seduce a teen boy, you don't use martinis. You use like yeah. Bud Light Lime. Yes. Yes. <laughs> One of my favorite drinks, Bud Light Lime. <laughs> Is uh, that a joke or serious? I'm being serious. I love Bud Light Lime. <laughs> All right. Well, I didn't mean to turn your favorite drink I'm, into a punchline. It's but, okay. but a martini is just like – like when I was in college, I didn't have a lot of money, but I wanted to throw a party at my tiny apartment. And so I threw a martini party because I was like, okay, then I only have to buy one kind of liquor. Like I don't have to buy yeah. – I don't have to get a full bar at my house. But I didn't want it just to be beer because it's always beer. And so I had a martini party. And these are these are all heavy drinkers in college and all of us were just like – Martinis are just alcohol. Yeah. It's like, like a Long Island iced tea. They're just Except alcohol. it's like a Long Island iced tea that tastes like alcohol. Alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> that tastes like gin, which is something that you can develop a taste for. Yeah. You know, now I'm like, if I have a martini, it has to be so dirty that it's essentially yeah. olive juice. It's just olives. But no, that is not – the palate of a teenage boy is not ready no, I mean, for your yeah. shaken martini. She's not doing like being predatory right. Like she no. needs to use like – Gummy bear flavored vodka or something. Yes, like you she's know? like, I made this Skittles vodka. It tastes yeah. great though. Yeah. Oh god. So maybe it's good that she wasn't like she was kind of bad at it. I mean, yes. I don't know. I she mean, was too good at it. Ubi. And she's she was a monster. Yeah. She wasn't a human who like knew human things. Oh my god. Because she was so obvious. I mean, she she turned her neck in the middle of class. Not yeah. only People to could look at someone. Like she knew someone was at the door. That's why she turned her head. And yeah. She did it in the middle of a classroom. So. She's not great at being undercover. No. Also, um, did you see her lunch? She has that Tupperware that just says food. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> it just has like bugs in it. <laughs> and I think it had print like her um, quotation marks. It was like food. <laughs> food. <laughs> I was like, okay, you're you're like flying too close to the sun here, Icarus. Like you need to <laughs> – She really pushed it. She did. She was waving it in everyone's faces mm-hmm. basically that she's a big bug. Um, and then, yeah, I liked that when she turned bug, she didn't go back either. Right. No, she wanted to meet with them as a bug. Yeah. Oh, did you notice? I just caught my note here. Yeah. When Xander's falling asleep in class mm-hmm. and he, he he's drooling yeah. at the very beginning and he wipes his mouth, he's wearing like a pinky ring. Yeah. <laughs> what, oh. what, 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 I don't know. What, <laughs> it's like a big jeweled pinky ring. I 
was like, are you the god? Are you the pope? What's Maybe going on? Maybe he got on? that free with that bracelet he bought. <laughs> <laughs> it's a companion set. Oh, god. <laughs> um, oh my god. And we should also maybe talk about his dream a little bit. His sad little dream. Yeah. Okay. The second he says, mind if I cut in, mm-hmm. you knew that yeah. – I knew that was a dream. Absolutely. He also looks sort of like Angel. Like his styling yes. – and it's funny because he hasn't met Angel yet. No. And so his subconscious knows he's not the type of guy who's going to attract Buffy already. Right. And he doesn't try to make himself into that, which I respect that. Yeah. But – oh, Dude. I know. Oh, dude. And then the other part, and maybe I missed something because I've only seen this episode a thousand times and <laughs> whatever. But later when he goes to the bronze and he makes eye contact with the singer, like, hey, oh, he what's up? he tries to like be friends with him. Yeah. yeah. And the singer's like, what are you doing? I'm like just kind of makes a face at him. What did Sander think could happen? That the guy would like n- nod at him? And then, and then let what? Xander sing? Remember that? No, I don't think that's his end game. I think he's just trying to like ingratiate himself with a cool guy. Okay, but you can buy him a drink after yeah. Why the now? performance. When some when a man is on stage performing a song, <laughs> unless you're trying to like sleep with him, and even then, like, there's only so much response that you can get from a person who's literally singing a song. Yeah. He's I, not even he's not like the bass player. I mean, no. bass players you can almost have a conversation with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think he is wanting to sing. I don't think that's his end game. Okay. I think he is he is just, I don't know, being stupid there and is like, oh, here's a cool guy. I want to be a cool guy. That guy's like in my dream, so we're similar. So I'm going to give him a nod and he'll it do was, the same. Yeah, but like I guess I understand why he might have done it, but he should not have been put out that the response was, what, the what, dude? What do you, yeah. What, dude? Because honestly, what, dude? Yeah. Like you – this is a stranger. Yeah. That you're like, hey. The only thing you can say to that is like, what? Yes. Because. I mean, I guess he could something? like point at him and give him like finger guns. Yeah. Yeah. He could have just been like, this next one's for you. <laughs> 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 okay. There's an alternate version of this whole episode that does that because that is followed by Xander going over to the bar, which we haven't really talked about the bronze, but the bronze is a weird place. Because it's a bar for teenagers. Yeah. That has a full bar. Yeah, people are drinking. People are drinking and teenagers sit at the bar. Yeah. And don't drink. But yeah. don't ever seem to have like a wristband Mm-mm. or Nothing a big X on their hand. Young. Nothing. I've never been to a place like that. No, I've never been. It, it's like an 18 and up it's an club. Because I used to bar. go sometimes to like 18. Yeah. Some, But even that. But you always got like something yeah. on your hand. Like you'd get like an X or a totally. like yellow wristband. Right. Anyway. So he goes over to the bar and uh, what was Doofus's name? Oh, Blaine or something? Blaine. Or was it Blaine? It was something like it was definitely in the Blaine family. Um, is sitting there talking about his conquests. Ugh, God. And then he tur- and Xander like makes fun of him. Xander ca- says, Oh, did you get a lob- lobotomy? Which, yeah. by the way, Xander, if you want to make friends with dudes, yeah. Probably not. Like maybe you start with like, hey, dude, nice shirt. Mm -hmm. Then later you guys like fuck with each other. I don't think he likes that guy. Then why talk to him? Yeah. No, there's no end game there. Because I don't think he likes him because prior to that we do see – remember when Buffy's like like, B.O. And then he's like, I thought, you know, finally someone's – Yeah, yeah, yeah. Said something about that or whatever. And he's sitting with Buffy and I'm sure that that makes Xander jealous. Of course. And then their response is, how many girls are you fucked? I know. Which – what? 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 Like – Okay, here's the thing. 
that's true is that I am a woman and I was a girl mm-hmm. and I never passed as a dude. So I've never been in a dude-on-dude conversation just inherently because mm-hmm. whenever I'm there, there's a girl there. Mm-hmm. But that seems like a weird third sentence in an inter- interaction. Yeah. He went zero to 60. Like maybe – So quick. Say that to like your new friend. But – they're not Did friends. dudes say that at a bar with a dude who just insulted them? Hey, how many girls have you scored with? Or how many yeah, times have you scored? Yeah, like how many times have you scored? Scored? Scored. Scored. Is that just like is, – is it just hasn't been that long ago that that like term was more – because scored seems so – I mean maybe it is like a 90s-ish term. It's – it is that – I think it's part of it. And I think also in the 90s on TV, you probably yeah. had to be more well, like – Because you couldn't say like fucked. Yeah, you had to be oblique. But I think it's a weird thing to say to some- – I can't imagine – and again, I'm a girl who's never been alone with yeah. a, in a boy own boy conversation. But that just seems very weird. Yeah. Like I could see it be like, oh, she never lied to me. Like – and then be like, whatever, you've never scored with anyone. And then done. We're that done. Would be what we you want to be like, continue. hey, how many girls have yeah. you slept with? Yeah. Oh, look, these are your two friends. Why don't you use them as sexual props? Oh, God. Okay, that when, – when Willow was like, we'll show them, I was like, Willow, you are so much better than that. Stop. When she like go like nuzzles into his chest, I was like, Willow. I know. Okay, Ugh, but get you out didn't of there. like sort of know where she was coming from. No, I got it. <laughs> I understood. I was like, I get it. There are two levels here. Like, you have a huge crush on Xander, mm-hmm. but also, like, you are protective of your friend. Yep. However, <laughs> I was like, don't be a part of this, Willow. No. Uh, and uh, perhaps especially because you have feelings for Xander. Yes. But I think she was doing the, like, kind of creepy, shitty thing of, like, enjoying yes. the moment of getting to cuddle up like, next oh, to him. Like, oh, good. I'll use this opportunity to, to like – touch him. Which is oh, gross. God. I know it's no, gross. That's so gross. I know I, it's gross. But you know what? Buffy's gonna do it to Xander later, and we're not. And I'm not mad at Xander for reacting to her doing it to him. Oh, it's a while from now. Yeah. Wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, uh, we're doing sign language, guys. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that there is, especially when you're that young. I think I cut any teenager slack of if you're super into someone and they give you the opportunity to cuddle with them. You're going to do it. Or dance with them. You're going to yeah, do it. Yeah. And even if like the better angel of your nature would be like, you know what? I know you're not really interested in me. So I'm going to step back from this situation. But like – You're going to take oh, what you man. can get. You're going to take what yeah. you can get. Yeah. Like even now sometimes if if a really attractive dude not like takes it but like wants to put his arm around me in a jocular fashion. <laughs> in I mean, a jocular fashion. <laughs> like I'm not taking advantage of it. But he doesn't have to know that secretly I'm enjoying it for reasons he doesn't know about. Right? Yeah. Or does that make me a horrible person? No. Well, okay, listen. Nah. <laughs> I, I, I think I, I might think, be horrible. No, 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 no. This is the thing. Like, if you're just in your heart enjoying it, yeah. it doesn't hurt him if you enjoy right. it. Right. But if you were to like, I don't know, be like, oh my God, the next natural step is to make out. <laughs> like, I feel like that makes you creepy. You know what no, I'm saying? No, and I don't do that. And the situation I'm describing, it I have done it before. But I can't remember the last time. So I think it is a remnant of a younger version of me. Yeah. But I, yeah, I, I, I haven't done the full willow like rub on some pecs. Okay. When she was like nuzzling into his pecs, I was like, <laughs> that's disgusting. I feel like that is another level. But I've definitely had people thought who thought I was just one of the guys. But yeah. 
Yeah. But secretly. And then you're just I, like, oh, great. I like this. Yeah. yeah. And you smell really good. Yeah. Oh, you want to like trade massages? Yeah. Let's Fine. give each other back massages. Yeah. yeah. You could think about whatever you want. I know what I'm going to think about. <laughs> <laughs> Too much? <laughs> no, um, <laughs> okay. But all of Xander's fantasies about being the coolest guy in town are blown away when Mr. Angel's back. He's back. And he's way more angely. Yeah. Oh, he's he's like found himself again. Yeah. He's he, not. He was too nervous before. He was so too nervous and so like bantery. Like, yeah. no. Oh, God, stop. No, but this was it. It was so cute. Um. Okay. Except for the part. Okay. I wrote OMG um, <laughs> because he uh, – when he like looks down at – he looks down at her kind yeah. of but like more down. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you're cold. I was oh, like – Oh, no. Um, I was like, what no. are you doing? Are you looking at her nipples? She's like, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to be because she's thinking his tone, her tone. Right. And he's like, no, you look cold. I – wait. Are she's you just sure standing not- normally. She's standing normally. Okay, but he may be noticing uh, her pulse and <laughs> <laughs> I'm does bending your, over does your so pu- Does your pulse change when you're cold? It gets slower, right? Oh. Um. <laughs> I know that my pulse gets faster when it's hot out. Yeah. That's because I have a heart thing. (laughs) So that's different. No, I think it does get like if you're frostbitten, your heart's beating slower. But that's not really what we're talking about. Near death. She's not near death because of cold. I choose to believe he's noticing maybe goose pimples like on her skin, like goosebumps. Like on her skin, like on her boob skin. (laughs) No, like in a very chaste place, like her forearm. Yeah. And she's not, she's not, she's sexualizing her. She's. Okay, she's standing arms down, looking at him, up at him with her mocha frosted lip. Oh my god, <laughs> what a mocha frosted lip! It was so beautiful. He's looking at her eyes, mm-hmm. and then he looks down, and then looks back at her eyes, and he's like, "You look cold," or he's like, "You're cold." <laughs> Maybe that's true. I I I was like, Angel, you're older than her. He is older than her, but he is- also I was like, she's sixteen. You're. Okay, we can't – we're going to have to let that go pretty soon, right? I mean, yeah. How long can you hold on to that? No. Because otherwise it's going to be a real hard road for you. Yeah, yeah. But yes, he is – that – but I think that is true. I think if you compare – and maybe he was. Let's say he was checking out her nips. I think that goes to a central thing in their relationship as it develops – in that, like, she's at the age where she looks at a fertility god and is like, oh, my. Yeah. What did she yeah. say? Jeepers. Jeepers. Yeah. <laughs> she's interested. Yes. yes. She's interested, but she's also very naive in terms of actual yes. action. Whereas he stares at nipples. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't get that from the scene. And now it's like turns that whole scene. But he does give her his jacket. And, and that was the jacket I was asking about forever. before. Okay. She, I think, in – the comics, which are canon, I think, mm-hmm. uh, that have like the origin and then a little story before she comes to Sunnydale. Her boyfriend, her ex boyfriend slash friend, he gives her a leather jacket too. Oh, interesting. So she could be wearing Pike's jacket in the beginning of the show. Oh. That's my like canon, my fan. That's a fanon theory. That's oh, interesting. My interesting. Personal theory. But it is true that she dated a dude with a leather jacket that she would borrow before she came to town. Okay. But yeah, she isn't wearing angels in the past. She's now she's wearing she, now she's wearing it, and she does wear it to school. She does wear it to school, and Xander notices. Yes, and I think she admits to herself after that first conversation when, and then he's wearing which is like a white undershirt. Which come on, oh, angel. Yeah. I'm like, what? Is like, is that just like a jockey shirt? 
I mean, it looks like he bought them in a three pack. Yeah, no, he did. Yeah. At Costco. At Costco. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, he's wearing that. Under- I'm like, what are you doing? Wear another uh, shirt. Yeah. I like, I know that you don't get cold. Oh. But like, <laughs> but that's a look too. Like that's a weird look, right? Like a a men's a shirt, yeah, underneath a leather jacket, yeah. No, that's. I mean, I guess it's a look, but you know what? He doesn't like. Does he care about fashion? I don't think so. Oh, he does kind of, kind of. But he's. I don't think we are going to see him in another one of those tank tops for a while. I feel like no. that was they're like, hey, bring the guy back. Put him in a tank top. Yeah. <laughs> have her give him a leather jacket. <laughs> um, we'll see. Oh, Maybe God. in the – I think in Angel we get some shirtless Angel. We do. So we got that look for, to look forward to. But yeah. but yeah, she's definitely into it and I think she realized at the end of the conversation that she's – she she isn't just irritated by him. No, she's she kind of – Yeah, I think she admits it to herself like, oh, damn. Yeah. Well, because like their banter too where she's like – she kind of disses him at first. Yeah. But, like, that's kind of been their vibe. Yeah. And then she finds out that he's not saucy angel anymore. He's no, he's brooding. Not. He's brooding. Hard. Brooding, wanting to protect her. Angel. And he just basically, like, le- he, like, says a sentence to her and just kind of walks away. Is the reason she doesn't have a s- – he doesn't have any sleeves is because he has to show that he has claw marks on his arm. Yeah. That's dumb. Because she was like, what's that on your arm? And he – Mr. Fork or whatever. <sighs> so that's dumb. I don't yeah. like costume choices based on plot. No. It's a, I mean, I'll survive. It's okay. I think I would have liked it better if it was a black tank top. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fine. It's fine. Whatever. Whatever. All my notes are about the tank top. So now that we've covered that. Uh, um, okay. So in the third episode in a row, poor Cordelia is uh, scandalized or – Yeah. Because she – now she discovers a body when she goes to get her lunch. Yep. Her doctor prescribed lunch. <laughs> yeah, she finds Dr. Gregory's headless corpse. And do we know why it was in the fridge? The corpse? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, why would she put it there? I mean, because it's useless to her now, right? But why in the fridge? You know, well, she to could preserve put it, in- it if she needed to keep it. I guess. Oh, maybe, but I don't know okay, why she would wait, need to keep it. Okay, but wait, is he a virgin? Oh. <gasps> Oh my god. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Oh, no. This is the worst news I've oh. ever heard of. Oh no. Poor Sergeant <laughs> Gregory. <laughs> oh my god. So like not only does he wear a lab no. coat with his own name, name on, on it. it. He's not wearing it to be silly. He's not. Oh. Now that I know that he is like an 85-year-old virgin. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's wearing that. Oh god. Oh no. Oh, that really- wow! I wonder if that is like something that they thought about. I have no idea, but that is really sad. Yeah, because he seemed to have lived a full life. He was—I mean, not a full life, but a, a long one, like decades and decades. Yeah, I mean, maybe he was asexual. Okay, that could be true. So then, fine. But if not, also then it like I feel like I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but like his chasteness yeah makes him like trying to take buffy aside and tell her that she's like got it going on yeah for some reason it like kind of tinges it in an unsavory way for me knowing that he whereas if you thought so wait so if you thought he was getting laid on the regs 
you would be into him pulling his 16-year-old student aside after class and talking to her about her potential. Yeah, Because I found nothing unsavory or sexual no, or any I didn't think anything was today. sexual. No, I was like, okay, he's like just a nice guy that yeah. wants her to succeed. Mm-hmm. Um, but for some reason, knowing that he is a virgin, uh, it seems nefarious. I don't know Unless – okay, unless he was just a victim on the road to her to get to virgins. Because she did a lot of plotting. She, like, took she over did. someone's life and all this stuff. So maybe he was just a conduit to virgins and he got laid all the time in his life. Okay, sure. Right? That's possible. Wait, so, okay, I am I think I missed something because did, okay. did he, like – no, no, she's she's very old, right? She's, like, been she, – she's she be- fucked up Giles's friend, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, 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 never mind. Because I, for some reason, thought that, like, he was somehow privy to her – like, he was somehow contributing to her creation – but that's no. not true. I mean, his classroom is where the eggs are. Okay. Okay. Hello. He yeah. is a virgin. Those eggs are day him. Well, oh, day her yeah. and him. Yeah. He's a virgin. <sighs> oh, Dr. Gregory. Well, sorry, this Dr. Gregory. The story got way sadder. Like, I was yeah. so excited to talk about Normal Angel and, and Silly Xander. And then Xander calling Buffy jealous, which is just funny. Oh, God. Yeah, that was so funny. Um, His middle name is Lavellan, we learn. <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. Um, also, what is her accent, uh, the bug? British? Is she? Because she, she kind of had like this Danish thing going on. Oh, I was like maybe. curious about what her situation maybe was. Maybe it was like a – yeah, some kind of Western European English as a second language. Yeah. She definitely – once you know she's a bug, she looks like a – She looks, she looks like so a, much like a praying uh, mantis. Yeah. Like they like cast really well. mouth is so wide and her mm-hmm. eyes were so like wide and upturned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. I totally got a bug vibe from her. Yeah. No but I also she – she's also – she's gorge. Like I get oh, why everyone's into her. Um, even if uh, Xander should have known, right? Like of course she doesn't want to date you. What? Xander. No. He's already like depressed because – Girls like his age aren't interested in him. Mm-hmm. Though he's happy that Cordelia doesn't notice him, which I choose to believe is bullshit. No, he's not I mean, happy. she's really mean, but she's pretty much the most beautiful girl at school. No. he Yeah. No. He wouldn't mind if she noticed him. He explicitly says, like, I'm glad I'm invisible to Cordelia, but I – but it's like, I don't know, dude. I think that you would like any girl to notice you except for the girls that – you'd want any girl that that it – that, that you, you want. want to notice you. Well, and that's the thing. Like, it's like he he claims that he's unnoticeable, but B- mm-hmm. Buffy certainly notices him mm-hmm. um, and considers him very dear to her. Absolutely. But it's just like he she's not noticing me in the way I want her to notice yep. me. And um, this continues on like the Xander hate fest. But yeah. It's like, uh, like, God, you're so selfish. He is. And I, but, I mean, 16-year-olds are selfish. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That narcissism is a natural effect of being that age. Yeah, totally. But he is – he does have the idea in his mind that if he declared himself properly to Buffy, that would be how he'd win her. Or if he was like looking super cool at the bronze and said, hey, let me cut in, then she would kiss him. And there's very little he could do that would make her kiss him other than be like, I'm going to die of a poison if I don't get kissed right yeah. now. She would save his life. But I'm sure there's a fanfic about that. Um, yeah, like it's uh, <laughs> what is it? It's Ryan uh, Buff fan. 
35. And you can find it at fanfiction.net. But no, like he – she does – she's not interested. But isn't that such a 16-year-old thing to think? Like it's not you that's undesirable. It's just like you're not doing the right things and you're not – like if I just – and a lot of like shows about teens Mm -hmm. play into that where it's like, oh, if they're just wearing the right dress, if they're just, you know – you know, if they get their hair done, if they do this, then yeah. all of a sudden they're like the most popular person. Right. That it's all these external factors that you can change. Yes. And I think also that's – I mean this is a tangent, mm-hmm. a very much so a tangent. But like um, I've encountered quite a few people who seem to think that like – their interests are their personality. Mm-hmm. So they'll be like, I'm a this fan, I'm a that fan, I, yeah. I like this thing, I like that thing. And like, yes, those are things about you, but those aren't who you are. Sure. Um, which I say as someone who very much mm-hmm. I fan out about things a lot, but I think that a lot of times people think like, oh, if I just collect these interests and hobbies, right. like that is my personality. Right, that'll give me a personality. And I think that kind of falls in line with the idea that um, in – high school like you're mm-hmm. not you you're a cheerleader or you're a right. this or you're a that or whatever um and there are all these like external thing like these external classifications mm-hmm. rather than you being you and i think also willow stands mm-hmm. outside of that yeah and that's another i mean again that's why she's admirable to me but. i think that's true i think she does stand outside of that while at the same time not being afraid to love computers and not being afraid yeah. to be honest that she's pining for her best friend. and Because I think she's really true to herself while still valuing her interests. Yes. You know, she yeah. doesn't shun that part of herself. It's interesting, too, how – because we see uh, Blaine, Bubba. Blair? What Blair? is his name? I know. I'm the worst. I should have written it down. Uh, but we see him, and this is not the first, or I guess it might be the first, but it's not the last time you'll see this in Buffy, where a character who is almost one-dimensional in the first act, yeah. who's either a villain or an irritant or just whatever, we see them brought down low to their to being afraid and crying yeah. and needing something from Buffy yeah. or needing something from Xander, someone who he dismissed and was cruel to earlier in the episode. Mm-hmm. And I think there is a like there's kind of like a revenge fantasy playing out when you get to watch that where you see these people who represent these archetypes of, you know, the mean guy, the mean uh I don't even know what archetype it would be like the mean horn dog guy. Yeah, like just the mean jock, like yeah. the mean yeah, the good-looking jerk. Yeah. Um and getting to see them brought low and needing, you know, someone that they thought very little of. I mean, if you think about like people who are in writers rooms. Mhm. It it's like you know you get to rewrite your fantasy kind of for sure because most of the time life is not just there is no justice in the world absolutely and so like a lot of times those guys aren't gonna you know you never get to see them cry no they're gonna be happy their whole lives <laughs> god damn it <laughs> this has just gotten so depressing this episode is probably the saddest episode of <laughs> history I can't believe it um. Oh, okay. How adorable is the real Miss French? When they oh, go to her house, that lady, little lady, she's, she's so, so cute. cute. I loved her. And she's like, oh, we got to find Miss French. She's like, I'm right here. I loved she's her. Like, oh, you're adorable. She's so cute. Ugh. God. I enjoyed her. And can you imagine having her as a substitute teacher? Yes. What a joy. So much fun. Um. Oh, uh, Xander's reaction to drinking the martini is so funny. Because <laughs> it's like he 
I mean, sure, if you're a teenager that hasn't, I mean, he hasn't drank alcohol. No. And your first drink is a martini. Whoa. It's like poison. It is. Though, what that we, shudder. Ugh. Yeah. I know he's under the pheromones, <laughs> but he makes some, some, it's just bad decisions. And I guess maybe it's not. Maybe if you're 16 and you have a hot teacher, it doesn't feel like a bad decision to try to sleep with her. Yeah, well, because especially because if you like look at their power dynamic, like mm-hmm. he is obviously low, yeah, and he is inexperienced sexually, mm-hmm. um, wants desperately to please this beautiful woman, yeah. Um, I mean, it's a television show, and we are like looking at it. We're giving a very close read of it, but there's also the part where he told his mom he's going to a science teacher's class. Okay, science teacher's house. Okay, what no, I can't even his mom what world. No, my parents would be like, why are you going to their house? You don't need to go to your teacher's no, no, house. No, no. Or how many – is the whole class going to be there? Yeah. Is it just you and the teacher? What What is this? No. Let me talk to this teacher. Yeah. No. It's freaking weird. That is pretty crazy. And the fact that the mom – well, but we do know about Xander's family life mm-hmm. is that it is poor. Yes. Like they don't care about him. Right. Pretty much at all. That's true. But it's weird that he even – I guess that he would feel comfortable telling them. It's just yes. the whole – the way they treat it, and I think this is goes back to the bronze thing too, is sometimes they let these characters act like they are adults. Yeah. yeah. Like they hang out at a bar. Yeah. They go to sleep with whoever they want, including their own teachers. Yeah. Yeah. That was less pleasant for me. I did like Miss, uh, Mr. Flutie. Uh, forcing Buffy into grief counseling. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> or trauma counseling. Yeah. And be like, we don't touch the student. That was so funny. Like the good touching, bad touching thing. Yeah. All the while under his nose. Mm-hmm. Ugh, the bug. Well, and even more than that, Giles having a very inappropriate relationship with Buffy. Okay. Yes. But we also kind of see the beginning of his, like if you look at it outside of like teacher-student yeah. relationship, like the beginning of their, he is her protector. Absolutely. And he's her, in, in the witch, he's the one she takes with him. Yeah. He's the one who takes, who carry, you know, he carries he's carrying her, her he's got, But yeah, yeah, but he's the one she takes with him to investigate Amy. Like in some ways, she's more of a partner to Giles right now than she is to Xander and Willow. She certainly sees... Giles is more of her contemporary mm-hmm. than Xander and Willow, as she should, I think, yeah. at least power-wise, because he is so knowledgeable about all this stuff. Whereas, like, at the moment, Xander and Willow don't really know what's going on. Yes, and I think that, especially for Willow, she's willing to <laughs> – you did it earlier, and I have to do it. Um, for Willow, she's okay with playing the to her own strengths. Yes. I think Xander would love if Buffy invited him to every patrol and every fight. Oh, totally. Even though he would probably get killed by the third one. Yeah. But Willow knows that the thing she can do that's most helpful is watch the basketball game and make sure Amy doesn't leave the gym or yeah. do internet searches. Yeah. <laughs> like that's that's what she can offer and she seems comfortable in that role, at least right now. Yes. As these things kind of develop and get established. Yeah, I think she she is completely happy with her support role. Um probably because she she is realistic about her own limitations whereas mm-hmm. like Xander's like weird romanticized view of himself yeah. like I mean we he sees himself having the potential of his dream. Yes. I mean, yeah, he's he does make that face at that yes, musician in he real thinks, life. That's he not a dream. Appears. It's so weird. I mean, he, ugh. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah. Okay, two things. 
when Buffy's like, Giles, go to the vid library and get bat sonar videos? Yeah, just bat sonar videos, as you do. What? <laughs> what kind of crazy fucking library is this? I was like, why do you have – like just oh, just look under B for bat videos. Yeah, like, like the bat sonar section. It's really – What? What? Yeah. And he's able to find it. He finds it. He does record it on the wrong on, – On the wrong a, side. On one side of the cassette where the other side is his personal notes. Yeah, about alphabetization of files. <laughs> I loved that. But also we know I'm a huge Giles fan. I was like, oh. No, it was very funny. I do feel like I liked that as one of her ingenious moves. Yes. Um, I'm going to say I'm not as big a fan of her other move, which was industrial strength bug spray. Okay, that was dumb. That was – When she like double cans it. <sighs> I mean the sonar was great. I, I did find it interesting that they explained the sonar thing mm-hmm. four times. And it was like mid-fight. She's like, this is why. It's going to be psh, bad psh, for your psh, nervous psh, system. Psh, psh, psh. And then she's like, again, bad sonar. Psh, psh, psh. <laughs> it shuts. I know what it's going to do to your nervous, your central nervous system. Yeah. They, did they could it have cut times. it like at least two of those times. I don't know. Maybe they got some notes from. Yeah. Explain like, it. Exactly, where they're like, I don't think people are going to get this. This like bat sonar thing. I mean, this is science. Like people, people don't care about science. Loved the line where Xander, you know, when he's like about yeah. to make out with the teacher and he's like, your hands are really serrated. I love that. <laughs> that, was, that was a funny line. That, that was, was a good funny. line. I do think. As much as we've bashed Xander, he it, he does add a dynamic that without him would be missing. Oh, totally. Of the everyman, of the person who's willing to say the goofy thing. Yeah. I'm glad he's there. I'm glad he's there too. I think he, he – yes, he's problematic. Yes, fine. He can be annoying. But, I mean, there are times where – like, I, I don't wish he wasn't there. I like mm-hmm. him generally speaking. Like, if the overall – star meter in my mind for him like yeah it comes out on the positive i mean i do like him i just, he does things that annoy me but i like yes. him and i think that right now he's mainly just doing stupid teenage boy things yes and i since i'm a grown-up now i have to deal with very few teenage boys mm-hmm. and i kind of like it. like I, yeah i don't really like dealing with teenage girls either yeah teenagers can just i don't know can we put them on an island yeah. It's probably a show about that. <laughs> it's probably already a thing. Isn't that Battle Royale? Yeah, that might be it. Let's just do uh, – you've seen The Hunger Games. It's, it works. Yeah. So I feel like these two episodes are a much – feel like a better taste of what season one especially is. Yes. Compared to Welcome to the Hellmouth and the Harvest. Yes. I mean very silly but also scary. Mm-hmm. Um, Monsters of the Week – uh, and we do get to see kind of like how these characters, like who who are they? Who yeah. who are Buffy and um, and the Scoobies and like in their relation to each yeah. other? Absolutely. And I think that and Buffy says it and she she'll say it a thousand more times. But I think <laughs> she says it at the beginning of the witch. But she loves to say it is that she wants to lead a normal life. Yes. Oh God. She wants she wants all the normal things. Um. And that theme is resonant throughout the series. And so they really seeded it early. And it's, you know, it's there. Yeah. And then I think Xander wants to be the cool guy. No, and, yeah, that's the thing. Everyone's never going to be that. And I don't know. And I think we've talked about Willow being satisfied with herself. I think that if Willow had a dream about her life being better, I don't know that she would be that different. I think Xander might be interested in her. Yeah. I think also like a lot of things that she like comes to want later 
in the show mm-hmm. are unknown unknowns right now. So sure. like within the within the parameters of like her life as she knows it in mm-hmm. season one, she is quite happy. Um, but I I think this series in general is a lot about expectation and mm-hmm. um, the pressures of like being a teenager and you know pressures coming from family and school and all that stuff. And we do see that these characters have very fully formed ideas about who they want to be, but won't ever. Like right. Buffy's desire to be normal is just as hopeless as Xander's desire to be the cool guy. Yep. It's sadder for Xander because the reason he can't be the cool guy is something inherent in him. And it's, it's not, not an external mystical. thing. Yeah. yeah. Whereas for Buffy, it's this mystical thing. It's her role. And who knows what she would be. Um, I mean, there's maybe a few future episodes that posit what she would be without it. But mm. it's something that's thrust upon her. Whereas yeah. Xander, this is just his – it's just who he is. And he can't he can't become that cool guy. He just doesn't no. have that in him. No. But – Which um, is sad. Yeah, it is. That, that kind of sucks. But, I mean, I think he – we'll see how he kind of comes into himself. Sure. I mean, and he's not going to be like a Dr. Gregory who has become now oh, the most tragic wow. figure. <laughs> Once Dog. we made this realization about him, I'm my heart is broken for him. No, I, I may wa- never watch this episode again. No, candlelight vigil for Dr. Gregory. Wow. <laughs> I <laughs> that changed a lot for me. I feel pretty depressed. That's really depressing. <laughs> like I, Wow. <laughs> oh. Okay, but I like your suggestion he might have been asexual. Then fine. So maybe he had a fulfilled, happy life and never missed. I just don't want to think about him like pining away, buying himself upwards of sixty-five years, buying himself a lab coat with his name on it. Yes, (laughs) he bought another lab coat that said Mrs. Gregory, and he just has it like sitting in his house, (laughs) waiting, (laughs) dreaming. Uh, Well, okay. One more thing, Mm -hmm. and we alluded to it earlier. We talked about a little bit, but. As much as I was – because both of these episodes had kind of almost like a – not quite a Twilight Zone, but like an eerie ending. Mm -hmm. The first one with the trophy and this one with the egg cracking open. Are those the eggs from Jurassic Park? They did kind of look look like the eggs from Jurassic Park. Um, And I would say the trophy one was super satisfying. Yeah. The egg one – and part of it is I know that we're never going to see those eggs again. Yeah. We're never – there's not even – I don't think there's even a reference to it ever again. This is a one-off episode. The eggs, no. So like the eggs cracking open feels like the end of a Twilight Zone episode. Mm -hmm. Feels like the end of a – if we were never going back to this universe again. But we'll be back in that high school next week. No, I know exactly what you mean because, yeah, it does feel like here's a peek into this world and then Mm -hmm. we're going to close it and then – and then what? Yeah. But like, hey, now there's like little baby – substitute teachers running around and we (laughs) are what she's just gonna ignore it buffy you have to take care of that yeah which and it's not her fault she doesn't know about it but this is not that wasn't the third act break that was the end of the whole episode yeah and the show is a fairly continuity heavy show it's not a show that um ignores such things so that was much less satisfying for me than i mean the trophy i love i i want forever to yeah. imagine at Sunnydale, in that case, that woman screaming. Yeah. Like, that's perfect. That's great. The eggs. Yeah. Well, yeah, and also because, like, there aren't any real consequences mm-hmm. to the outside world of Sunnydale, actually, really, 
of this woman being in a trophy. Because what's she going to – she's going right. to silently scream. No one cares yep. or knows. Exactly. And, like, all that suffering is contained in there. Mm-hmm. The, like, turmoil and craziness of, like, <laughs> these bugs. Yep. And that just being left open. It, you know yeah. what? It felt like the end of, like, an X-Files episode. Yes. Where they're, like, in some town in Vancouver. Yep. <laughs> and they're, like <laughs> – Some town that looks a lot like yeah, Vancouver. Yeah, with all of these Vancouverian <laughs> extras running around. Yes. And, like, you know, Mulder and Scully have just, like, left. They and just left. And, like, yeah, exactly. And they're, like, oh, I'm so glad. We, whatever. They yeah, would I'm so say glad. something yeah. that sounded ironic. Yeah. Oh, those bugs were And then okay. and Mulder would be, like, yeah, guys, it was totally big bugs. Yeah. And then Scully's, like, ah, science, 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 yeah. science. And then they leave. And then, oh, yeah. they're still here. Yeah. But we're going to stay in Sunnydale. Yeah. So I guess – and we'll um, – now that I've – now that it's in my craw, mm-hmm. I think I'll be looking for it as we go yeah. through the first season because it doesn't feel it doesn't feel typical for how Buffy ends things. No, I feel like it's one of those things though that maybe now that we're looking for it, it's like one of the minor characters, like just like says it off. You know what I mean? Like, someone's oh yeah, just like, oh, those bugs were a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if someone at the beginning of the next episode, which I think is Never Kill a Boy on the First Date. Um, I remember what comes next. I think it's that and then the pack. Oh, my God. I know. I know. Oh, We talked so much no. about Xander. We are going to have oh, to be so nice no. now. No, it's no no choices. We're going to only have to say – we'll have to – everything negative we say about Xander has to be in a compliment sandwich. Okay. Can we do it? Do yeah, you think? I think we can. I like For the challenge. pack? For the pack. Everything oh. we say, we have to say one nice thing. Then we can say a, a, a critique and then we have to say another nice thing. Okay, fine. <laughs> I feel like it's going to be a lot of, like, surface level, like, his shirt's nice. Yeah, we're going to be like, shirt's nice. Okay, here. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, wow. Exciting. Um, Well, I'm excited to to go on to the next two episodes. I am, too. And I I was – I mean, I've been in a state of perpetual excitement about this rewatch. Yes. But I think that we're getting into some good stuff. Yeah, for sure. Um, And now, now things are running. Things are going. Things are going. You know what we didn't talk about at all? What's that? <laughs> the guy with the forehand. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. There was a guy with a forehand. I mean, he um, was there. He was there. He was scared of the bug. I did like that when – and this is one of my favorite things about Buffy is how just good she is at fighting, which I know mm-hmm. that sounds really dumb. Yeah. But I like that when she was like, oh, I got to find that guy. All right. I'm going to go to the sewer. I'm going to beat him up and then I'm going to drag Bring him, him around. Him like, yeah. He was so not a threat to her. No. Like, and that was so funny because, like, Angel was, like, all doom and gloom about yeah. him. Angel doesn't really get Buffy yet, I think. He doesn't understand how powerful no. she truly well, he is. Ha- honestly, right, he hasn't witnessed her fight much. No. I mean, he lurks around a lot. He but- lurks around a lot. So maybe he's secretly watched her. But it's not like they've – they certainly they haven't have, fought together. They have no, not fought together. No. Which – I'm such a shipper about them. I can't wait till they till they till they go join. on a patrol together. Honestly, she's not even patrolling yet, which to no, me is the weird. Patrols were like so, in my mind, oh. I think of that as oh, she always patrols. Like that's part of being a slayer. But mm-hmm. she has not uh, started to do that yet. Yeah, no. When I think of Buffy, I imagine them all like in their coats walking through the yes. graveyard. Hold, one of them. One is of them holding, holding a, a like stake. One's holding a cross. Yeah. Oh, well, Buffy. Well, we'll get to, to that look stuff. forward to. So we have so, oh my gosh, so much ahead of us. So, R.I.P. Dr. Gregory. Oh, I hope that. I hope you you're happy. Saw the <laughs> amount of boobs that you wanted in your <laughs> in your long life. Yeah, or peens, whatever. Or peens, whatever yeah. you want. 
I hope you got it. I hope you were happy. He wasn't. I mean, oh, Dr. Gregory. <laughs> With that, we'll see you guys. Uh, we'll check in <laughs> with you guys next week. Have a great week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Special thanks to Denise Nugent for her amazing work designing our album art. Theme song is Medusas on the Loose by The Crypts. For questions, comments, and the like, email us at hellmouthy at gmail.com. See you next week.